Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are sitting down to reflect on 2020. And what a crazy ride it's been. <laughs> oh, you got that right. Uh, we've all had some highs and lows throughout this year, and we wanted to take some time to reflect on some of these moments together. It's a great idea, Daniela. Oh, well, thank you, Lori. All right, friends, <laughs> pull up a chair and join us at the table. That's like our new little mantra, right? I know. I love it. I mean, it's kind of always been there, but I feel like we've said enough times that we've kind of made it official. Yes. Yes. That is our official mantra at Thrifters Villa. Join us at the table. Join us at the table. Yes. So Lori, Um, Thanksgiving is past. Yes. Feels like it's way in the rear view mirror. I was thinking that too. It was like, it feels like it was a month ago. It was what, Mm -hmm. a week, (laughs) a week and a half ago? feel that way about this entire year it's it's mm-hmm. just been a blur and I never anticipated how fast these days would go by but I think when you're kind of doing relatively the same thing every day <laughs> it day feels a little out. bit like Groundhog's Day and it also just goes by so quickly because I feel like I have less um, milestones and events to kind of mark the days yeah. so they just are all kind of blending if that makes sense yeah it does and Thanksgiving was smaller this year for a lot of people and it wasn't the same traditional holiday right Mm -hmm. so it just everything every day feels the same everything feels the same it's just nothing nothing fun and exciting going on yeah I'm actually kind of fun in my own little world doing my thing but and I find like lately I've been really struggling to be super productive that's been a challenge for me lately yeah funny you say that so like that week of Thanksgiving was like when I started to my, my motivation and productivity started to decline like that, like with Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Tuesday, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And it's just, it just keeps, it just keeps going. It's just a downward spiral now where I'm like forcing myself to even get out of bed, you know, on the weekend and just, I don't know, get dressed, maybe take a shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I feel you. I feel you. It I was laughing. Time of year. Yeah. And I feel like there's other stuff that's on my mind and I'm trying to stay focused on work and I am focused, but, um, there's just other things that are taking up some real estate in my brain. So yeah. Yeah. So just like, work like my photo, just uh-huh. photo I posted today that I, I took a shower and I did my hair. You were gorgeous in that photo. Oh, thank Total you. Babe. It's the I new camera. It. Okay. Oh, that's right. You got a new iPhone. I did. I got my new iPhone finally after a month and a half. It's been a while. Um, but it, it is such a game changer when it comes to taking pictures. Like even last night I took some pictures for reselling and I was like, what? like the editing I have to do is so minimal in comparison to my iPhone eight. That's um, wonderful. Yeah, it's great. I and mean, I still have to edit here and there, but it's, it's wonderful. Oh, that's great. I remember when I got my phone and I took a picture in portrait mode, I was like, I'm not sure I really like the accuracy yeah. here. It yeah. was so sharp. I'm like, I know. you have to get every wrinkled damn phone. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the only downside when you face the camera too. I looked at a few pictures and I was like, oh, that's like every line and crevice that you're showing right now. <laughs> that was my first thought. How about like a soft tone type of yes. something? Lighten it up a bit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I want you to be accurate, but not that accurate. Not that accurate. No, that's <laughs> exciting. I'm happy you got your new phone. Yeah. So that means I can start doing my videos again because I don't have a camera. I was relying on my iPhone to film videos for YouTube. That's right. Now I can that's start great. doing that again. So I'm excited. Very excited about that. Uh, you've had the kids home for now two, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, well, I'm down one again. My yeah. Anthony went back to school. He's like, peace out, mom. This was great. Thanks for Thanksgiving. I'll see you for the presents. Um, yeah, I was I was happy for him because it's his senior year and he was excited to go back to his apartment. Um, I'm trying to think of when he went home. I think this past week he left on Wednesday. So he was here for, is that two weeks? The week before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and roughly the week after. And he's there right now finishing up finals. Um and he'll be back, I don't know, like a, a week, a week and a half. He was sad because today's Angie's birthday. And Anthony was like heavy guilt for missing her birthday. I'm like, Anthony, it's really okay. It's really okay. You're going to be a senior once. Um, so we 
he FaceTimed us just before we hopped on here. We sang happy birthday to Angie with Anthony on FaceTime. And he was literally on a Zoom meeting and we saw like everybody in the chat with him. He's like, all right, guys, got to go. Happy birthday, Angie. <laughs> it was really funny. cute though. We bullied him to to join the singing. But no, it's it's been it's been good. It's been an adjustment. Angie's a lot, um, a lot busier in the kitchen and everywhere than Rocco. Rocco is by far the most low-key, low-maintenance child you could ever imagine. Um, and, and Angie's just more present, you know, but yeah. it's been really fun. We're catching up on Vampire Diaries and it's been good. It's good to have them home, but I'm less productive. I was going to totally. say, do you think you're, like you had a game plan of what you wanted to do, right? When they came home, do you think you're execute, executing on that plan? Or do you think that it's just kind of like, meh, whatever, whatever happens during the day? I guess a little bit of both. Like today, um, I was saying to you before we hopped on, I had to, it was one of those crazy days where I waited until today to film my video. And then I also had to edit and post. So today was definitely like, I was up at six o'clock. Angie had a couple people over last night for her birthday. They had spent the night. So we had like kids littered throughout the house. So on those days where kids are on my couch, we don't want to go downstairs and make noise. So Jay and I just went and grabbed coffee, killed a little bit of time. But then by eight o'clock, I was, you know, showered and ready to film. And I didn't leave my desk until like 3 p.m. So it was it was a busy day today. So um, I find that I'm just um, buckling down a little more hardcore on certain days. But uh, the game plan is I don't know, I would give myself about a B minus on execution. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fine. It's that's good. Fair. What about you? How are you doing? I'm I'm okay. Um, minus not being productive, which is fine. I'm being productive mm-hmm. in other ways. I'm I have I'm not necessarily like I'm not really thrifting. I'm not really photographing. I am photographing here and there. Um, so in terms of reselling, like I'm not really a hundred percent with it right now. But it's fine because we all go through those phases where we kind of like back off a little bit and then because it's, it's burnout. No matter what way you look at it, it's always burnout. You know, I feel like I'm coasting a little bit this month. Like I'm doing the bare, I'm listing every day, but there are days where I'll literally list one thing. And a good day for me so far this month has been listing like five in yeah, a me day. Too. That's where I'm at. So that's where, and my sales absolutely reflect it. 100%. I was just going to say that. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I looked back today. I was like, wow, it's been kind of slow. Huh? I'm like, well, you've listed two to three things every day. A couple of days you listed five. Like, so I, for my VA, um, I actually told it to take them at the December off because I know I'm not going to be a hundred percent with it. Like yeah. I was. And mm-hmm. it's fine. That's a decision that I made and she was fine with it. And um, so I'm like, you know, okay, I listed three things today. That's fine. I made two sales, maybe one. Move on. You know, there were three days I didn't make any sales last week and I was totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I can tell in my numbers, you know, like my pending balance is much lower <laughs> the last two weeks than it was, you know, even three or four weeks ago. So it is. Yeah, I feel like I really pushed myself in November kind of with my sales goal, my annual sales goal in mind, and just knowing the kids were going to come home, I did push myself in November and I just feel like it's gone. (laughs) I feel like it's gone until the new year. Like now I'm super geared up for 2021. And I just, um, you know, I feel very fortunate that I I can take a little bit of a breather this month and know that my sales are going to dip a little bit. However, I'm kind of going hardcore with, um, YouTube. And hopefully that will reflect in my numbers and maybe, maybe my ad sense payout and that sort of thing. So I'm not like totally losing it, but definitely my reselling stuff is a little more chill this month. Yeah. Same. And I feel like this happens every year with, with certain resellers who can do it right. You take a little bit of a break in December because there's just a lot that goes on in December. And even, you know, we live in new England, so it gets dark by four 30, four o'clock. It's dark. (laughs) It's really dark, dark. So you don't want to do anything. And like, mm. if you're leaving somewhere at 3.30 and the sun is setting, by the time you get home, it's, you know, 4, 4.30 and you got to motivate to like do whatever it is that you need to do. Plus you're reselling stuff. You don't want to do it. You want to put pajamas on. You want to be cozy on the couch. And that's all, you know, that's all you want to do. That is my goal in life every day. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry for the people who listened today and wanted to be inspired. <laughs> Not much inspiration going on right now. No, we'll inspire you later on. We'll try. I can't promise anything. <laughs> we will we'll try. try. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I started working on this workbook ebook thing. So my my focus has changed, I guess, in the last week or so. So um, 
my sister's going to help me with it. I won't go into too much detail as to why she's helping me with it. But anyway, um, my sister's helping me with um, this workbook and ebook. She's going to design it for me. And it's, it's really meant for entrepreneurship in general. It's not reseller based, but of course a reseller could pick it up and use it. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm focusing my time on that. But fun fact is I love to write. I always have. Uh, so for me, it's not work. It's just me sitting down and putting words uh, typing words on a piece of paper right um just like for you you've been very creative too the last few weeks so uh it's me refocusing my energy on something else that's different that will eventually produce some sort of stream of income for me but I like doing it and it's a creative outlet for me um so I'm excited about that it's going to be that a lot of fun super exciting and yeah. I think if it's something that you love to do I, I say this all the time it doesn't feel like work if you love it right. you know and then you have a document to kind of keep your thoughts in order and share with other people stuff that works for you. So I think it's really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited that she just started working on like the layout of it all. And I went on Pinterest and my sister gets so annoyed with me. She's such a designer. Like I start sending her all these different ideas of things that I like. And she's like, I know what you like. You gave me ideas, you know, like she just has to work with it. And I'm like, I need to see. She doesn't want to. Sometimes I find that though, if you want to do your own thing, you don't want to see how somebody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. I find that with YouTube topics. If there's a topic I want to talk about, I purposely won't look at somebody else's video because I want it to be my own take. Yep. And so she's, she's been on me. She's like, just let me design it first. And then you can come in with your ideas. I'm like, okay, fine. But like me being That's the not a bad system that works, no, but me being the control freak that I am needs to look at it. And she's like, I'm not showing you anything. I'm like, all right, fine. She's like, just write the words, edit it and then send it to me. So that's what we're at. <laughs> that's so great. But you've been creative too. You've been I don't know what has happened with me, Daniela, but it's like I turned a faucet and I cannot turn it off. It's and I've decided that in 2021, um, I just bought the book, The Bullet Journal Method. Oh, yeah. um, so I've been, when I say binge watching bullet journal and like just journal plan with me videos, it's an understatement. I am like an addict. I, I just watch them. I consume them all day. I have favorites. And everybody, so I ordered bullet journals, like I'm just, I'm super excited. So it's kind of, it's not, I'm not replacing my passion planner, but I'm looking at this more like diary method or, or, or journal art, creative drawing, just an outlet. Like I find that when I am watching these videos or drawing or planning, I'm not concerned about what's happening on Instagram. I'm not concerned with a lot of the stuff that shouldn't concern me. I'm sleeping better because I'm like actually reading a book before bed. Um, it's just been really nice. And I think that my word for 2021, which I've never done before, we kind of like pick a word and carry it throughout the year is creative or create creativity, whatever, some version of that. And I want to, I want it to trickle into all aspects of my business. I want to be more creative with YouTube and maybe with the podcast and mm -hmm. with reselling and the whole nine. And I think it's going to be like a nice word to kind of carry me through. I was a creative memories consultant for a decade right. and I was a school teacher for time before that. So like all these, this is just like little mini bulletin boards or <laughs> spreads, whatever. And I just realized how much I missed it. So yeah, I've just been like doodling and just Gary, I think I'm also, there's all this like hope for the new year. So I'm watching all of these like plan with me's for 2021 and getting your journal ready. And it's just been really nerdy fun for me. I've really enjoyed it. I love nerdy fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I the so. same thing when I decided to make the workbook and it was like a spur of the moment decision for me. Um, and I started going down a YouTube rabbit hole of like different people and how they created their workbooks and their eBooks and how they intertwined workbook and eBook together because- mm. This isn't going to be just a regular ebook. It's going to be interactive. And that's the way that I, that's the way I wanted to go with it. So there's and going to be a hard copy of it? Maybe. So okay. um, right or now. Or printable, printable version. It's, you know, it'll, yeah, it'll gotcha. be printable. Um, but I don't know. I don't know which route I'm going to go yet with all of that. Um, but it's like super easy to download an ebook on Amazon, like all that kind of stuff. So right. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but I started doing the same thing, looking up other people on YouTube and reading articles and how did other people start to do it and how did they get their like, you know, creative juices flowing with it all. And, you know, what types of webs did they use to map out their ideas? And again, the teacher in me, mm -hmm. you know, this is just things that I have always enjoyed doing. And it's so funny because my mom always told me, um, 
when I was little, because I used to win a lot of awards in literacy. It's just something that I always did well in. And she always said to me, one day you're going to write a book. And she's Mm. told me that so many times. I said to her, I said, mom, I'm writing a book. And she was, and she said, I told you you'd write a book someday. You know, so. um, She planted a seed there. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know where this will take me, but I think I'll always produce some type of written content in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'll ever do anything reseller specific because I feel like there's so much out there Mm -hmm. with reselling, Mm -hmm. but I, but I have other um, talents and knowledge in different areas where I could create something else. It doesn't have to be reseller related. Right. right. So. And a lot of the stuff can apply. I mean, like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I find that no matter what I'm watching, whether it's YouTube creators, creators or artists or writers, whatever, I feel like you could just kind of take that knowledge and apply mm-hmm. it to reselling to life, like however you want to, whatever you want to take from it, you can. Absolutely. So let's get into the topic okay. <laughs> today, right? Point. So they, there's been a roller coaster of emotions, I think, for all of us for 2020, whether it be personal or work-related, there's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. That, um, I know that both of us have gone through and whatnot. And um, I want to say one of probably the lowest points for me this year was um some health challenges that i had and health challenges that i went through with my with my grandmother um it was just a lot of like medical stuff going on from like february to like may it was really it was really tough um Mm. and even with myself now like i'm better than what i was but i still have these flare-ups that show up um i'm convinced i probably had covid and what I and what I'm experiencing is um, those long-term side effects that they are they keep discussing in articles and stuff about COVID. Um, I'm convinced I had it. Did you ever get tested for the antibodies? No, it's on my list of things I want to do. I do. Yeah. So my like friend just got tested for antibodies, and um, she had it seven months ago, and it's still in her system seven months later. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, the long-term effects are there. Um, no one obviously knows if they stay forever or if they eventually go away or any of that. Um, but, you know, we're fairly certain my grandmother had it, fairly certain that I had it. Now, who knows who gave it to who or, you know, we don't know. And I want to say it really started back in like December um, when she got sick the first time, November, December, and then she got sick again in March. Mm. So... I have a feeling that she may have spread it to us and then we kind of give it back to her kind of thing. And it just became like this vicious circle when you live with someone who's elderly. I mean, I'm there constantly helping, you know, that was probably one of the lowest points for me is personally, that was just all the medical stuff that went on in 2020. It was a lot. Yeah. So um, if, in case people didn't read the title, we are talking about our highs and lows for 2020. Um, Because I, I, I think there have been, a lot on both sides. I think oh, there were more highs than I anticipated. Yeah, I agree. Kind of I agree. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like I actually made a little list and all of my lows actually did surround COVID, but most of it was whatever, um, not really affecting me, so to speak. Like my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Luckily they took care of it, but it was a big fiasco. Like mm-hmm. My mom didn't want him to have the surgery uh, because it was like when things were really getting scary in Massachusetts, like pre-lockdown, but she didn't want to take him to the hospital. So then they waited and we were worried if that was good, if the cancer was going to grow. It all worked out fantastic. Knock on wood. That was like a great ending. Um, And my dad is super healthy right now. Um, But right around the same time, my brother, who is only He's three and a half, four years older than me, 51 years old. He was 51 in September, had a massive heart attack, yeah. couldn't go visit him in the hospital. I think a lot of the COVID stuff, we had a really great friend from high school who was only, he was um, one week shy of his 47th birthday, died of a heart attack, playing basketball with his nieces and nephews, and we couldn't go to the services. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that was low for me was not being able to take my dad to the hospital, not being able to visit my brother in the hospital, not being able to go to Andy's services, like all that stuff was really hard. Angie missing graduation. So like, luckily, like not like COVID in my face COVID, but it was, you know, Mm -hmm. side, the residual effects of COVID being all around us. You know what I mean? Angie did get COVID, but that wasn't like, wasn't a low point. I felt blessed that she didn't have a bad case of it and that she was able to quarantine at school and come home and be, 
basically COVID-free now with us. So yeah, yeah those, those were hard parts for me. I would say for both of us, a lot of it was like family medical based type things and they kind of happened around the same time it was like right in the height of COVID in the in this you know late winter early spring began it was all kind of happening at once it was a Mm -hmm. lot it was a lot of stuff going on but even though those were some of the you know a few of the low points I want to say for me the high point one of the high points for me was how creative I've had to become over this year in these ideas that I've had and things that I want to execute on and um, things I probably never thought that I would do and whether it was for the business or just for myself that I have accomplished and or I'm in the process of accomplishing and I think um, I have a lot to thank to the reselling community for just being supportive in different ways um you know like those not so mystery reseller boxes that i did that was like that came out of nowhere and everyone in the community is very supportive about it people still ask for them you know so mm-hmm. just being able to be creative outside of how i'm used to being creative like that was yeah really i cool. think global pandemic is like it gives you permission it gives yeah. you permission to just because you can't go anywhere. You can't see anybody. You might as well stay home and check off some of those things on your bucket list that have been there forever. And I don't know that any of us would have really taken the time in this day and age with technology and how fast things move to really, truly unplug. I have a hard time unplugging in the middle of the pandemic, Um, but it did allow for things to happen. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. And I think it's, it made a, a lot of us sit back and really reflect on like what we do with our families and what we can start doing with our families. We're home more, like how can we use this time, whether it be personally for ourselves to meditate or you know whatever it is that we'd wanna do um, or mm-hmm. to just spend more time with family in general and make different family game nights or make sure you're sitting down at the table for dinner and you know taking that time to just really um, be present, which I feel like is very difficult in today's day and age to be present because I find mm-hmm. myself struggling with it sometimes where I just have to like, I have a very strict rule where when we're eating, the phone has to be put away. Like, I don't care where we are, phone gone. Like whether we're at my parents' house or here or, or out, I don't want the phone out. Um, but I find myself because of reselling, wanting to reach to my phone more. And I don't like that. So that's yeah. something I'm going to work on in 2021 for myself, because as great as technology is, it's also a, a low point for me where I find like, not that I'm addicted, but I have to have it in my hand, which isn't true. I don't need to have it. Right. And, and to get back to like the creative thing, I find that that has been one of the very few things that I can really focus in on. And I'm not thinking about my phone. Otherwise I am thinking about my phone. I actually did turn off notifications for Poshmark on my phone. Good. And I thought I was really going to miss it. And I just, I just don't even miss it a little bit. Like I, I didn't notify, I did, I turned off notifications for when someone would follow me a very long time ago, but I kept them on for like likes and offers and all that. But I mean, I will check my phone plenty of times in a day to get those updates. I have found that to be pretty liberating. Um, I haven't, uh, I know a lot of people talk about like uh, disconnecting Instagram for the day. Yeah. I haven't done that yet, but I, I don't know. I, I can, I can tune out of Instagram for a decent amount of time. I can't. Um, yeah. But yeah. So some of my, so, so some highs for me, um, I'm grateful that my business didn't suffer as a result of COVID. I mean, April was my lowest month um, on YouTube and with sales, I think with sales as well. I know for YouTube, um, but it was a very minor dip considering what a lot of people are going through and jobs that have been lost. The fact that we are e-commerce and we can run our business from our home is such a gift. So I feel very grateful for that. I feel grateful for um, the milestones I've reached on YouTube. I launched my website this year, which is also something, even though I don't do a ton with it, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm happy that I have it. And I don't think I would have done it if life was business as usual. And so that's something that's just there for me to tweak as the years go on, but I'm happy. I feel like my reseller relationships deepened a lot with the pandemic. We all kind of leaned into one another and it was really nice. I feel like we found our rhythm on Thrifters Villa. I agree. Um, 
which I think at the beginning, like we both had such a different approach and we were, we were really just getting to know each other mm-hmm. and um, I feel like we have found a nice rhythm. Um, yeah. And I feel like the, the fact that we have less, can you tell I wrote a note? Meanwhile, I write uh, nothing. So yeah, I'm like, I have to think of some good highs mm-hmm. and lows. Um, and one was less social pressure. I, we, yeah. you and I both are very connected with our families. And with that comes a lot of family obligations, confirmations, first communions, weddings, baby showers. Well, we did go to one baby shower together. That was a treat. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. For Jen. Um, but less social pressure has really just given me a lot more time at home with family, with the, with the dogs. I think the dogs are going to be so sad when the pandemic is over. <laughs> I know because everything's going to be just like it was before. I'm like, what's going on? That's like the cats too. It's funny you say that. They're used to Matt being here every day, mm-hmm. every single day. So when they're left alone for a long period of time, like if we go out on a Saturday, you know, go to our parents' houses and whatnot, when we come home, they look at us like, what, where have you been? Where have you been? Yeah, no, they- <laughs> You're here not. every I mean, day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the pandemic's been great for pets. Yeah. <laughs> All the love and attention and they're being- exactly. Exactly. So yeah, those, I would say our relationship in general has, we've become very close, Mm -hmm. you know, we're very close and we've hung out more this year. I mean, last year we had like literally just met each other really. Like we knew each other, but not to the extent that we do now. Right. Like not even close. I mean, the first time I met you was at the gathering with Leslie. Mm -hmm. That was in November. That was literally just a year ago, which is great. I know. And we've gone thrifting together and, you know, you know, we talk about things outside of reselling, you know, we've had great days together and everything. And it obviously shows to the podcast as well, because even our conversations are different, you know, the way that we talk to each other and everything. So, you know, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have this outlet together and that we're able to share it with everyone. And um, yeah, Thrifters Villa has been great. And the fact that it's been a year in a couple of weeks is just. Yeah. So maybe we should talk a little bit yeah. about our thing that we're yeah. doing. Yeah. So I had this idea, <laughs> what, a couple of days ago, I'm in the elevator coming back to my apartment. And I was like, I got to call Lori. Like, I need to talk to Lori. I have this idea for our final episode. I just got a text. I have an idea for our anniversary. And I was just yeah. like, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Lori was driving in the car. So um, we had talked about a little bit, like, what should we do? You know, let's think of some ideas for our final episode for the season one. And, you know, what we want to do with every for everyone and I had this idea that we would put it out there um and engage our community mm-hmm. so if you don't follow us on Instagram we put up an Instagram post a couple of days ago um so make sure you follow us at Thrifters Villa on Instagram yeah. and uh there's a post that you can go to and basically we're asking you to just share your most memorable moment at Thrifters, Thrifters Villa whether it be an episode or a guest that we had on or a conversation or something something mm-hmm. that um, was memorable to you and to share in the comments and Lori and I are going to go through all these comments and we're going to pick four um individuals to come on to the podcast and sit with us and do this what we're doing right now and uh we're just going to share stories and in, it's literally just going to be like it is for us right every now. <laughs> yes yeah. take a seat at the table yeah exactly so that's like the whole motto just you get to sit with us and talk to us about everything and we're going to pick the winners live on December 12th and I already have anxiety <laughs> Stop it. There's no anxiety. Why do you know I have anxiety over who I'm going to pick? Because oh, I know, I know. I've, yeah. everything that I've read, I'm like, oh, how do I pick just four? Like, I, I know, I know. And a- yes, I, that that's going to be the hardest part for me. And it's been yeah. so nice to read what people have said and just what has resonated with different people. Yeah. It's and so I think nice. it, one thing that rings true through all the comments people have written is, they love the way we interact with each other. They love our accents, which is so funny to us, you know? You have a way better accent than me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm an Islander, can I say? Um, but, you know, just they, they love the way that we have our banter, that we always like, oh, are people going to like this? Like, are they going to like us talking? We just totally went on a rampage about who knows what, you know? We just start talking and talking and talking and forget mm-hmm. that there's people that are going to be listening to it afterwards. I um, do forget sometimes. I do. Yeah, because or bad. we're just having fun. Well, I think it's good because it's authentic, right? People like yeah, true, true. Um, you know, I think there was a 
people like when certain guests came on that was clear um you know people really liked hope when she came yes on. well we always laugh when we're around hope yeah, so for funny. sure she it's actually funny. was like very adamant she's like i want to see it at the table i know <laughs> there was no like i hope i get picked she's like i better be there i know so uh that's funny you say because heidi i think put in the co- i think it was heidi yeah no, it was just read- oh, heidi or was it jess no jess had put that she should be the honorary third um host of thrifters villa oh my god I but I was it. like, we would never get anything done. Like it was, just, <laughs> <laughs> we would just laugh the whole time. No, don't worry, Hope. We'll, we'll continue. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply consider you yeah you're in the running you're in the yeah. running. um <laughs> but I'm very excited for that and I think yeah. it's a it's a perfect way to celebrate one year yeah and it's totally who we are as people and as the podcast in general we are very laid back and we like just having conversation and Lori and I learn so much when we have people come on like we think we know things and we talk to the people and we're like oh I never thought of that well, that's, right right all right, I should write that down because I definitely don't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So if we have those feelings, I'm sure you guys who listen have it as well. So yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, enter into that. It goes until December 11th. And then on the 12th, Lori and I go on live at 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going live on Instagram on the oh, 12th? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I need to write, write that down. on my calendar. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be fantastic. I'm very excited. Yes, 6 p.m. And then we're just going to Zoom. Like, so Daniela and I, probably for a month now, when we Zoom, we look at each other. Yeah, we look at each other, which is nice. I get to see Lori's face. <laughs> it is nice. I feel like it helps the interaction. And certainly, like when we did our podcast with Jack and Ryan, mm. yeah, it was the four of us, right? We did the, we did the four screen yeah. because what happens when you have a lot of people on a podcast and you can't look at them, it's hard to know when to pause to let somebody else talk or because you don't have the body language. So yeah. Now we have the body language and it's nice. And I think it helps. I feel like it helps the rhythm of the conversation. I agree. I agree. And certainly when we have four guests on, we will definitely need to zoom. So we'll zoom it. And then. Yeah, it'll we'll be good. Yeah. yeah. We'll go live in terms of picking the people um, on Instagram and then the actual, I think it'll be fun if we post the actual interaction with everyone as well. And we'll talk about it, Lori. We'll yeah. Talk. We'll talk about that. That'll be really fun. Um, and I would say, to um, our listeners, if there's any topic you want us to address in the anniversary episode, uh, comment below. Let us know. I mean, we may reflect on some conversations based on the guests who we have, um, but I just I think it will be it will be interesting, and certainly we'll get feedback from the people who come on. The yeah. Show. Yeah. So if you guys ever have any like topics that you guys want us to cover, or if you think that we're knowledgeable in a certain area, you know, just either send us a DM or email us. And if I, if we don't, if I don't answer your email right away on Thrifters Villa's Gmail account, don't take it personal. I just don't check. I'm going to try to get the author of the bullet journal method to come on our, I think he's probably too big time for me, but I'm calling him. I don't care. Ryder Carroll, I'm coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it'd be fun to have people on next year that, so like, you know, the highs and lows of Thrifters Villa. Let's talk about that for a second. So like Thrifters Villa is a lot of fun, but there comes a time where sometimes Lori and I are like, what else do we talk about at this point? Like what other kind of guests can we have on? Um, Cause we do want to make it more than just reselling. We want it to be relatable to other people that maybe don't resell, but listen to us. Cause we do have some of those. We, we've had mm-hmm. a few people that don't necessarily resell used clothing, but maybe they have a business of some sort and they listen so we try to be creative. Um, we had um, Sarah on with the vintage jewelry. That was, was fun. Great. That was really that interesting. Was mm-hmm. Opera singer and sells vintage jewelry. You know, if we could, my money was great. That yeah. was a coffee talk. Yes, yes. Just mm-hmm. had to have some different people on that um, do entrepreneurial work. Maybe they started a business of some sort. Let's get, what's her name from Spanx? I want to get her on here. Sure, sure. How do we get her? All right. I don't know. I don't know her name. So you need to I don't get I don't remember her name either, but she created I'm going to call Ryder. 
All right. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> reaching nothing ventured, to- nothing gained. That's one thing. That's yeah. neither one of us. We'll, we'll both reach out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll reach out to different people. But I feel like, you know, for to elevate, right, Thrifters Villa and bring it to that next level, having other types of people on here um, that do various types of entrepreneurial work that might, I don't know, have one of our listeners get some type of bright idea and go in a different way and, you know, mm-hmm. still do reselling, but maybe focus on something else that they've always liked doing that they just never thought that they could do. Right. Let's get well, I, I will say, even though, even though we are branching out a little bit, as far as reselling goes, we are all, you know, we are all our own PR people. We need to know a little bit of marketing. We need mm-hmm. to know a little bit about back of house operations and shipping and social media, which are all things that we've tried to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, time management. And it's all, even though we are resellers, that encompasses so much. It does. So much. It really does. It does. You know, I, I look back to like when I used to watch Gary V all the times I worked, when I worked in the marketing firm, I always, always watched Gary V because he heavily influenced a lot of things that we did. And he was mm-hmm. kind of like the only guru really at that time that everyone knew about. And he mm-hmm. was going live every day and it was very inspirational. And I kind of look at, his business model and how he's evolved over the last even two to three years, very Mm -hmm. different. He was, you know, he, he just does a lot of, um, more of like, he sits back and listens to people more so than him coming out and just talking about stuff. And Mm -hmm. he kind of gives advice. He's more of a mentor now where before it was like him front and center. These are the things that I did. And this is what you should do kind of thing. So I like, I feel like he's really shifted his tune a little bit he's a little softer now I find and I like it. And I feel like he's really gone off on this big um, positivity Mm -hmm. thing. And where he used to be, I used to know Gary V as the guy who like dropped the F bomb every other sentence, which, which I totally appreciated. I didn't mind that at all. Um, But I do think he's gone in a softer direction and definitely more of a, a listener, which which really I think anybody who's successful has to be a good listener. I think if you're the one who's always doing the talking, mm-hmm. you probably have a lot to learn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's like the vision, right? For whether it's your YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, the podcast, whatever it is, it's like you you start off a certain way where you're constantly like teaching and you're constantly putting this information out there. And then you get to a point where you kind of want to sit back a little bit and allow other people to kind of, talk to you and you mentor more and, and and like you said listen and just really um it, it takes on a different form mm. it all takes on a different form yeah I mean in some people's vision it may go in that direction that includes a lot of guests and for other people um you know they just they, they just might enter a different I, I don't know like I'm thinking in terms of my YouTube channel and I guess that doesn't apply to my YouTube channel I don't envision my the growth of my YouTube channel being at yeah uh, because I have guests on my thing. Cause I, I have found I've gone in the opposite direction. I have found, I don't do a lot of lives and things like that. And I, I, I don't know why I just have kind of shifted gears a little bit yeah. with that. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't really know doing more creative stuff on your channel. Like I see you taking all this stuff that you're doing now and applying it in some way to your channel, whether that means you start a separate one or whatever you decide to right, do. Right. You know, I, I foresee you being more creative in that way. Um, and who knows if that means starting a second channel for you. Maybe that means taking all your creative stuff that you're doing and making a plan with me type channel solely for that, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. What, no, you're definitely right about that. And and I haven't really spoken much about it because I don't really know yet. I don't know if it's going... Yeah. This week I'm doing um, Happy Holidays. So Monday to Sunday, starting tomorrow on the 7th, I'm going to do a haul every day instead of vlogmas. And I think I'm going to take that opportunity to, to do a couple different things and see how they do during like vlogmas, you know, where there's no expectation. You know, if I'm doing a what sold video, there's an expectation. If I'm doing a specific haul, there's an expectation. So I don't think with a vlog style, I think that's why a lot of people do vlogmas to kind of branch out see what appeals to their audience and see what direction they can take things in. But yeah, I definitely am trying to, and I think there are things with YouTube that I used to really struggle with like editing um, or, or just, just the, the logistics of stuff. And I have that down. So that's time I have back now so that I can kind of use it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, 
something that I've thought about a lot over the last few months is how I've changed. And I think it's a high point for me. Um, but how I've changed the way that I look at time and how I do things and realizing that I'm the only one putting all the pressure on myself to get things done at a certain time. And there, there's no one else that's putting Mm -hmm. that pressure on me, but myself and, um, life is short and I don't need to put so much pressure on myself. Um, there are certain things I'll always put a little pressure on myself because it's just in my nature of who I am and I'm competitive and, you know, I'm a Capricorn. That's just who I am. But I think overall, I have I have definitely toned it down a bit and realized that the last probably 10 to 15 years of my life, I have just put so much pressure on myself always to be ahead or to get things done because it's like a time frame that like I have to hit like I need to I need to hit this deadline because I said so because no one else said it but me right um I have and, noticed you have I feel like you've taken a breath yeah um it's taken a lot for me to get here though and I think it's been a combination of things I think a lot of it is because of COVID I've had to take a breath I mm-hmm. haven't had a choice but to take a breath because mm-hmm. life is different everything is different Um, I think I'm in a different phase of grieving since my dad passed away. So I want to say like that first, the first year of losing my dad was, uh, it's a blur. Like I didn't really grieve. It was just me going through the motions of doing things that I had to do to help my mom to like, make sure that everything is okay. Right. Like even when he was in the process of passing, like there was just, my emotions just weren't there because I had to focus on making sure everyone else was okay. That's just who, that's just my name. I can see you being that way. That's just who I am. So I never grieved in the way that- For yourself. For yourself. I did that in private alone in my bed, like no one was around kind of thing. And it wasn't all the time because my brain was constantly, okay, I need to do this. I got to go meet with the attorney. I got, you know, like all these different things. Mm -hmm. Then this past year, because we're going up, it's about two and a half years now since my dad passed. So- this year, it's been a lot of like me actually dealing with the emotions. Um, now, yes, I could have reached out and seen a grieving counselor and there's nothing I wrong with I was going to ask me. you if you ever did any counseling. I did um, the first, I want to say like the first month I did it a couple of times because um, through my insurance at work, we can do like virtual um, mm-hmm. sessions. I had a really hard time with it because I, I wasn't there yet. Like, I don't think I was actually ready for it yet. And I was forcing it and it wasn't, it was counterproductive to what I needed it to be. So um, this past year, I actually took the time to sit down and write down my emotions and actually deal with them and, you know, cry for eight hours if I had to and not go to work, you know, like, and just deal with it in that way and actually talk about what I was feeling with whether it be with Matt or with my mom or my grandmother or my sister I have a hard time sharing my emotions with my mom when it comes to my dad just because I know the pain that she I mean she's a lot better than what she was but the pain that's there for her um, because my mom is young (laughs) you know and um, I have a really hard time sharing that with with my close family but I've gotten better at it Um, I can talk about it more Um, I'm not ashamed if I do feel like I need to start seeing a therapist or a grief counselor or anything. I am, there's nothing wrong with that. And and I am open to it, but I I feel like I'm in a better place now. Um, I don't feel that heaviness like I did before. Mm -hmm. Um, I always had like this heavy pressure that I always, that I I think stemmed from everything that happened over the last four to six years with my dad. And, um, and it was just really tough between then selling our house. And then, you know, now we're in this apartment and we want to, you know, buy a new house and then want to pay off my student loan. Like there's just all these things that just kept coming on and coming on. And and I, I, I see 2021 being more of like me accepting things the way they are and just going with it. Like just go with the flow and get there when you get there, but don't make yourself sick over it. You know, well, and you've done a fantastic job of keeping it all together. You have, I don't know how I do moment, it. huh? <laughs> I don't know how I do it or did it or, you know, you I always I, have a lot of balls in the air. And I feel yeah. like, you know, given the nature of how I know you are with your mom and your grandmother, like you are the one that kind of keeps it all together. So you definitely need that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you've taken it. And I think that yeah. you continue to do so in 2021. And, and I think you'll be happier and everybody around you will be happier. Yeah. So I guess. 
to let go of some stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely the type to keep things closed. Like, I don't, you'll never know when I'm really upset unless you really know me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I go radio silent for a little bit, Lori knows, like, hey, are you Mm -hmm. okay? You know, like, because I'm not a radio silent kind of person, but when there's just so much going on mentally for me, I will go radio silent. And I might act okay, but I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm, I've definitely gotten better with expressing myself and if I'm not feeling okay. So, but that, that's been like a, a high low. It's a little, it's a little bit of both for me. Like I was at a really low point with that emotionally, but I'm in a better place now. I think it's a high because it kind of started as a low, but like you came yeah. out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry if you guys thought this would be all like reselling related because it's not. <laughs> there's some personal stuff here too well it all it all intertwines right because if you are if you're not in a good place it's going to affect your business it's going to affect your motivation it's going to affect your productivity your confidence like all that stuff so yeah yeah, I mean I definitely want to work on balance a little bit more which which I've struggled with and I really love what I do so I'm happy that I wake up every morning and I want to do what I do Finally, after, you know, so many years of not having that feeling. So that's great. But I I definitely want to be able to um, press the pause button. I think recently, like on YouTube, I've been, um, you know, I I pride myself on answering people in the comments, but sometimes there's just a lot of comments and sometimes I just have to give it a thumbs up and move on, but I feel guilty about it. I feel guilty if I don't respond to everybody. And I know I miss stuff. I absolutely do. There's just so if, it, if anybody's listening, I didn't comment back. No, I feel bad about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I have to give myself permission to say that that's okay. And there, there may be other things in the day that need to take a priority over answering comments, you know? Yeah. I think um, to add to that too, Lori, is when you look at like big time YouTubers who are liking and commenting on everything, it's not always them that's doing it they typically Mm -hmm. have someone behind the scenes that is commenting and that is liking and you know doing all the interactive stuff that's what assistants are for um they do answer sometimes there are absolutely there are times where they will respond um but it's usually because something is flagged for them from their assistant who's going through all these different comments because it's impossible to be a creator and do all the things you need to do plus sit there and answer all these comments and you know, and plus you're a big time YouTube star. So <laughs> you're funny. Um, it, it is, it is crazy though. Sometimes when I think like just one of the thoughts I have all the time when I'm putting on my makeup before a video is how nice it must be for like real celebrities who like have like hair and makeup done. I'm always like, Oh my gosh, that must be the best thing to just like roll out of bed and like sit in a chair because mm-hmm. I, I have to do it, you know, <laughs> right. you have to make yourself so, or just that. like somebody edit. I, I will say, I don't know that I would ever want anyone to edit my videos. Cause I'm always like editing out the double chin or like the ums or like certain things that I will critique about myself that I want to edit out that I don't know if anybody else could, but there are definitely parts that would be really nice to share. And this gets back to, you know, with reselling, it's not just about taking pictures. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's so much. There is, the- there is. What would you say is your high for your reselling business? And then what's your low? Do both. Um, I think I'm pretty consistent with my reselling business. I, I've gotten into a rhythm that I can bang out five to 10 listings no problem. And that, that wasn't always the case. I can, I, I remember not that long ago when getting five listings was a process for me. And I feel like I have um, trimmed back the time on like how long it takes me to take pictures and I'm quick to edit or I have a system that I can draft things quite easily so that I can make them go live later in the day. So I know what it takes to kind of have a good productive day in my reselling business. I know what it looks like. I feel like my shipping system is pretty streamlined for me. It's not perfect, obviously, but it works for me. And I feel like if I, if I put my work hat on in the morning, I can really plow through work. I have a system, I guess, in place. Low, you know what I'm going to say for my low point. Your inventory system. My inventory system sucks. My low too. Still sucks. (laughs) It was my goal for December. And it, I mean, unless I work on it, like 
after Christmas. And then Lindsay was going to help me with it. And then Lindsay got a nannying position. I hired somebody else this week. Oh, you did? <laughs> Lindsay was over okay. last night. I'm like, oh my God, Lindsay, I meant to tell you I hired someone. She's like, are you trying to hurt my feelings? I'm like, no, not at all. You have a full-time job as a nanny. I'm like, anytime you want to work, you come. She's like, call me when you want me to work. I'm like, Lindsay, I want you every day, but right. you are taking care of a one-year-old. And I know you don't want to come here at four in the afternoon and take pictures. Um, but no, a high school student, one of my very good friends, her daughter. Um, but, but anyways, so I don't even know what I was saying with that, but yeah, no. Oh, my inventory. Yeah. So Lindsay was going to help me with my inventory and we haven't done it yet. And I keep saying that I'm going to stop thrifting so that I can pack everything away. And that's not happening. So I had a, um, a viewer reach out to me who just, um, heard about my thriftless February or saw that playlist. And she asked me if I was going to do it again this year. And I said, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I will do thriftless February because I got so much done and I learned a lot about myself that month. And I like that. I kind of have things to look forward to now that I've done uh, January will be two years on YouTube, which is insane. Um, but I feel like I, I have like even a little schedule with YouTube. I have, you know, my gift and thrift in December and thriftless February and my sale at different times. So I feel like my systems are in good place and my inventory still sucks. So we'll see. That's yeah. my goal. Twenty Creativity and inventory. I like it. Those are good words. I like the creativity. <laughs> I think yeah. for me, a high point in reselling would be just growth in general. Um, mm -hmm. Knowing, getting to know my business, figuring out what my business is, um, streamlining those processes the best that I can in the situations that I'm in and uh, just the overall growth that I've had just even in the last six or seven months. And I think a lot of that was just me really sitting down and figuring out what worked for my business, um, what sells, what doesn't sell, what do I enjoy even picking up? What do I yeah. want in this space that I have, right? Mm -hmm. What do I want in these totes? What don't I want? Um, and I'm still figuring that part out. That's still not a hundred percent because I still pick things up and then I sit back. I'm like, well, why'd you do that? Why mm. did you do that? You don't need to do that anymore. Um, and I, another part of that too, going off of figuring out what works in my business is being okay with sending certain items to the real, real and knowing that, okay, even though it's something by Christian Dior, I may only make $20 from it, but I've still tripled my money. Mm -hmm. quadrupled my money from it mm -hmm. so like learning that balance and being okay with that and that it's still money coming in and is it really worth it for me to have it sitting in this tote for eight to ten months for it's certain, a real personal decision too it is it is and I think that there's so many opinions about it oh god you have to figure out right there there's a ton of opinions right yeah. I figured out that for myself I'm okay with that I'm okay with spending $5.99, $6.99 on a Lafayette 148 blazer and then sending it into the real real, knowing that it's going to sell within maybe a month and that I'll make anywhere from $25 to $40 on it. I'm okay with that. So much about feeling good about what we do is managing expectations, isn't yes, it? It is. It is. And I think when you first get into reselling um, or when you're newer in reselling and you um, see what's going on in the community and you see these big sales and all these packages and all these different things. And it molds your brain to think a certain way. You just expect to make these big sales all the time. It's not my business model. I don't sell these high-end luxury goods all the time. And if I do, it's few and far in between. And most of my luxury stuff, I'm selling on the real real. That's where I'm making most of my money, my luxury stuff. There are people that base their entire model on luxury. And I think that's where I got stuck was so many, there, there are some people I follow that base their models on just luxury products mm -hmm. and that's what they're great at. And they sell it at great prices, but I also never understood the whole buy-in cost when it comes to luxury goods and how much they're actually paying up for that stuff. Mm -hmm. So even if they, let's say sold a pair of lubes for $500, but they paid 300 for them. Well, it's and don't share that. Right. Which is fine. Which is Which fine. Is they fine. Don't but as a new person and you're, right. you're looking up to certain people, um, yeah, and you don't get the whole picture, it can be deceiving. 
It is. And I think that happens to a lot of new resellers that come in. Right. And it's just a part of the learning process. And I learned it and I learned what worked for me and I've had bad buys and I've had great buys and my bad buys. And we will continue to have bad buys. Absolutely. And (laughs) as long as we're reselling. (laughs) Right. And I've made no money. I've made negative dollars and I've broken even Mm -hmm. all three and I'm not ashamed of it and it's fine. Um, But I definitely have learned like what I want to keep here. (laughs) And then mm-hmm. what I want to just get rid of. And I find that I, as I keep going through my totes, I find more and more stuff that I'm just okay with getting rid of mm-hmm. and really, really focusing on um, the things that are going to make me grow even bigger in 2021. So that's, that's like growth in general. That's me, exciting. That's was exciting. A high point. Yeah. And then low point is same thing with inventory, but I'm hoping that with me being okay with pushing so much stuff out, um, and using the real rails at like a, a second source of income for me will then help me manage my inventory system better because I'm not housing as many items that I would normally probably keep for that six month period of time. So that's my thought process on that. I don't know if I'm going to actually follow through, but. I mean, you probably will to some extent, and then you'll probably pivot a little bit and maybe you're going to move and maybe like, you know, there, there's always what we plan and then what actually happens, right? Yeah. I would love to form a relationship with the consignment store around here. It's just really tough where I am. Um, mm. A lot of the consignment stores here are just, they're outside of my reach for me to be able to buy anything to resell. And then when they accept the goods, they don't, the payout isn't always great. I've got to sit down and really research the consignment stores in my area and figure it out and actually have conversations with them myself instead of going based off of whatever I've heard from other local people. So. Yeah. And for me, the consignment stores, I I feel like I have some great ones around me and I feel like I have great relationships Mm -hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is organization. Like I I've had a box to go to the real rail for how long? And then like, you will buy something with me on a Wednesday and you'll be like, there's my box. I just shipped it off to the real rail. Yep. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't even opened my bag yet. So yep. I think for me, the breakdown is in the organization. Like I would be fine letting go of a lot of things. It's just move it. Like the day Mira came down and she made me ship off like three boxes to thread up it gave me anxiety, like seeing her tape them up without me. Like, I don't know what it was. There's something about sending something off when it's out of my control. Yeah. Are they going to lose it? Am I going to get it back in the right shape? Are they going to market right? Am I going to make less money this way? You know, I have all these things that I just need to let go of because I think having order is going to make me feel better than making $10 more if I sell it myself on Poshmark. Right. But you might make it for $10 more five months down the line, you know, it's, it's one of those things where figuring out what, what's worth it for you and and what's not, and you'll get there. I'm just going to come over and I'm just going to fill boxes for you. And then we're just going to ship them off to the railroad. That would be awesome. That's what we should do. You're welcome. Video on it. We can go through your bins and make a video on it and what we've decided to send. Just to the real real. Like I'm like thread up. I'm like, I'm not anti thread up, but I need to let this huge box that I sent that they're not going to process until February. I, I don't, I just not in any hurry to send them anything yeah. else right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you know, I may feel differently once they process this and I start pricing it and apply all the stuff that I learned in Crochelle's course mm-hmm. and just all, you know, whatever. I'm excited to have something to play with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So those are things we'll work on in 2020. Yeah. 21. 21. Oh goodness. 21. 21. Put 2020 <laughs> in the past, Lori. We are done with it. Yes. However, I don't know how much. My one year. I was going to say, I just don't know. We keep saying the same thing and interrupting one another, but I think what we're both trying to say is we're just not sure how different 2021 is going yes. to look and how soon that's going to happen. Is, yes. Brains are always on the same wavelength here. Um, I don't think quarter one is going to be that different from 2020. Um, I, I think it's going to be basically the same. I don't think, especially where we are right now, um, I don't foresee changes really happening until maybe June, like oh God. maybe summer, May, June. I mean, we're just not in a good place right now. I'm well, just blocking my ears going, <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic in April. We'll April. see. 
we'll see. Quarter one. That's when we'll. All right, quarter one I can deal with. But yeah. yeah, despite when it actually happens, I think I need to make a mental shift, mm-hmm. even if there isn't a shift. Oh gosh, Lulu, Lulu, hi, honey. I will bring you out in a second. Um, I think I need to make the mental shift. I need to get back on the Peloton. I need to like all all the the little things. Yeah, and all of the traditional, you know, New Year, uh, New Me, New Year's Eve, all the resolutions, all that stuff. I feel like on speed. I need it all to happen without not putting pressure on myself. But I'm just ready for the change. I'm just yeah. ready. Yeah, I think um, mentally people will come out of 2020 totally different and I would hope anyway and new bright fresh start hopefully for all of us. That's the goal. I'm sure that's what everybody's hoping for. Yeah, that's what we hope. Mm -hmm. I think that's everything. No, the door was closed. So now they want to, they want to leave. All right. Well, that seems like a good spot. Yeah, I agree. That will be good. Up. Good. This was like a ther- another therapy session. Hey guys, <laughs> Lori uh, and I just I hope that's you know. not what we're turning into. No, 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 no. But Thank it's good like- for your coffee talks when you actually like have other business people on and you know. Yeah. No, I mean I think that's what December's all about is reflecting on what this year and this year was a crazy year, you know, mm-hmm. there's just so many emotions that go with 2020 and uh, positive and negative. And I think it's good to talk about them because other people probably have felt or dealt with the same things that we have. And just- I will note that my list of highs was actually longer than my list of lows. Yeah, I agree. My my list of lows were just more personal related stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there were a lot of good things that came out of 2020 Mm -hmm. for all of us. Community is definitely one of them. Oh, for sure. We have have a great community. The best. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Thank you for being one of our high points of 2020. Yes. Um, Make sure you check out the Instagram post. Uh, You have until December 11th to enter in. And yeah, I'll be back next week. All right. Sounds great. Peace everybody. Bye. Bye.